0: to another episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Football Podcast. Today is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. And of course, I am Chip. I'm your host and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Now today we are talking about my week, my week two waiver wire pickups um you know week 1 finally got finished with the Monday night football games and you know this is a time of the year where you have to make additions to your roster you know some of the guys that you drafted you know it's still early in the season but there's some guys that you kind of get a hint that you should probably go ahead and drop to pick up some of these waiver wire pickups so it's crucial that every week you're trying to win that week you know you, fantasy football is a weekly game you have to know what to do who to play who to drop who could, you know who you can probably stream for the week just so you can get the you know get things going, get those wins stacked up. So, so let's go over some of the news that took place over the weekend. Um on Sunday, you, you might have noticed that George Kittle uh went to the locker room early in the 49ers game, he hyperextended his knee. Uh Kyle Shanahan came out on Monday and said that it was a knee sprain. Um and his his status is still to be monitored. I mean, obviously he came back and played, but when he played, he wasn't effective at all. Um, He only had four receptions for 44 yards. So for that being the case, uh, you know, you always want to look at the practice reports. You always want to see what the the beat writers over in San Francisco are going to say about his his status in practice. My guess is he's gonna be very limited. Um, You know, they didn't sound like Kyle Shanahan was really concerned about the injury. However, you know, he's a guy who's dealt with injuries throughout his career. So hopefully, it's nothing too major, but still something to monitor. But you know hopefully he'll be a full participant at some point of, of the week. Like hopefully around Friday he's a full participant so he has a little more confidence going into the weekend. But if you do own own George Kittle, you know, some of the guys that I do mention later on in the podcast that are my my top you know waiver wire claims, uh maybe somebody you should you should try to add just in case you're gonna be without George Kittle this week. Um and then another in other tight end news, David Njoku was placed on IR. You know, he got it, he injured himself yesterday. He injured his knee and You know, he's on, he's not on a season ending IR. He's just a guy that's going to miss a few weeks, but Austin Hooper in some leagues are, it's, he's still out there. So if Austin Hooper is a guy that, um, is available in your leagues, he will be a guy that adds just because David Njoku will be out. Um, but you know, obviously this is a team that has a lot of, a lot of mouths to feed. So I'm still a little hesitant on, on Austin Hooper, but if you're desperate for a tight end help, Austin Hooper might be a guy that you like to pick up. And then Jets coach Adam Gase, uh, Said Le'Veon Bell uh, could miss a couple weeks due to a hamstring injury. Uh, you know he injured his he injured his hamstring yesterday and he wasn't very effective at all. Anyways, but in news with like this with Le'Veon Bell, you know Frank Gore's the backup there. I don't see Frank Gore being a guy that you should pick up. I'm not I'm not gonna put a claim in on him. I think Frank Gore is a he's a good back sparingly, but if you're des if you're like you play in a 16 team league and you're really desperate for running back help. Frank Gore might be a guy you pick up just to plug and hope for the best, but um, it's unfortunate. Le'Veon Bell, I mean, it just seems that he just can't really get it going with the New York Jets. Hopefully, it's a minor setback where he has a good rest of the season. But it looks like from what what we're hearing that you know Le'Veon Bell is going to miss a couple weeks. And then in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game yesterday, Michael Thomas had a high. He he suffered a high ankle sprain. Now, it looks like he's not going to miss any time. However, you got to be very careful with this type of injury. We saw what happened with Alvin Kamara last year. We saw what happened to Saquon Barkley last year. Those were severe cases where they missed, you know, at least a month of football. Um, Same thing with Michael Thomas. I mean, high ankle sprains take forever to heal. And especially if you don't give it time to rest. If Michael Thomas continues to play on that high ankle sprain, it's not going to get any better. And I don't know how effective he's going to be going forward, so I'm concerned about this because Michael Thomas obviously last year was the number one wide receiver in fantasy, and for him to suffer an injury this early in the season and then try to play and not be out for a few weeks just to rest it, um, makes me feel like he's a guy that it's be very volatile on how he produces in fantasy. But obviously his health is number one, so hopefully you know he gets to recover during the week and hopefully he feels a lot better. But high ankle sprains are no joke and Hopefully that it's not going to be too much of a setback, but there's not a lot of players that I can think of like are a must pick up for, for the saints. I mean, obviously Emmanuel Sanders is probably already drafted in some of your leagues. Um, Traquan Smith's the guy that could, you could mention to, you know, try to maybe put a claim in for as a late flyer to see if, you know, he's a guy that could pick up some snaps and some role in the offense. But, um, right now, if you own Michael Thomas, be a little bit concerned because, he may play, but we don't know how effective he's going to be um, going forward. And then last, I mentioned this yesterday or on, on my podcast on Sunday um, that Marlon Mack he um, he injured his Achilles, he tore his Achilles, so he's out for the season, which obviously puts Jonathan Taylor as the starting running back. So if you got Jonathan Taylor in your draft, super late as a you know as a value. You're, you may have a league winner on your hand. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a very, very good back. I was lucky to get him in my dynasty league and I'm excited about it because I lost Miles Sanders last week or, you know, in week one, but Jonathan Taylor is a very capable back. He's a very talented back and now, now he has nobody in his way, um, for majority of the touches, but Naheem Hines is there. So obviously he's a guy that I'll be talking about in, in a few moments, but, um, with that being the case, I mean, let's get into some of the top waiver wires because like I said, this is a very crucial part of the season. Every week, there's going to be players that are going to emerge. And this week, just like anything else, there's going to be guys that you're going to have that may be those guys you have on your roster and change the format of your roster where it just gives you more depth, give you more options to be able to put um, in, in options that are or in games that are, you know, where the matchups are a plus matchup for you. So with that being said, um, my my top quarterback to pick up for this week is Garden Minshew. You know he he ended the week as the QB eleven. He had twenty point eight fancy you know fancy points, and you know honestly he did play, You know he he played a very clean game. Like he protected the ball. He only had one hundred and seventy three yards passing. He had three he had three passing touchdowns. But the main thing he took care of the football, and they were able to get some good field position on the Colts, and they they capitalized on it. So. You know this this week, Gardner Minshew plays the Miami Dolphins, which obviously makes him a streaming option or even a QB two. You know it's one of those things where even if you don't decide to play Garden Minshew, because obviously most leagues are one quarterback leagues, so you probably have a better option at quarterback than Garden Minshew this week. However, don't be afraid to put him in plus matchups. So. Gardner Minshew is definitely worthy of being on your bench if you're in a one quarterback league. Now I play in a two quarterback league, so I have him one of my leagues. Uh, I I draft drafted Gardner Minshew in one of my leagues, so like I already have him. But you know Gardner Minshew, he's he's shown time and time again like he can he's capable of playing well. You know he he definitely is taking that. It looked like he took that step forward this you know in the, at least in week one. It looked like he took that step forward this year. So. You know, Garden Minshew is a guy that I I liked. I liked all off season. He was in my 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 sleepers for the year. Um, I really enjoy him as a, as a player, as a person. So like, he definitely is a guy that you know is it's going to be someone I decide to plug in when I need to when the the matchups make sense. Now, my top running backs for this week, obviously, the very top running back is is uh, Hines. You know, he's a guy that came out of nowhere this this year, right? I mean, I know it's only been week one, but the usage of, of him, even when Marlon Mack was in the game, we had Jonathan Taylor. Hines man just was just lights out yesterday. I mean, he ended the week as the RB four. He had twenty seven point three fantasy points in PPR formats. And the thing about it is like he was used mostly in the passing game. He had eight. He had eight targets. Had eight receptions. He had forty five yards and a touchdown. He did add seven carries for twenty eight yards and a touchdown. So now that Marlon Mack is injured for the rest of the season, Hines becomes a very very good flex option for most people because we saw how like Philip Rivers in his whole career loves throwing to the running backs loves checking down to the running backs and I'm not saying Heinz didn't get all those type of those plays but look what happened with Austin Eckler last year and Melville Gordon I mean both running backs were I mean obviously Eckler was a lot better than Melville Gordon but they are both worthy of playing either in your you know starting position or in a flex position. So I think Heinz has a lot of value this year. I'm gra- I'm going to try to grab him in all my leagues. Um, I'm going to pay, you know, we get $100 per per year on our fab budget, which um, if you guys don't know that that's the free agent acquisition budget. And usually your your commissioner will set a lot in mount, which usually is about $100 based on your league format. But you know he's a guy that I'm probably going to spend a good work, you know good amount of money on. I, I right now I put a claim in, and I'm hoping I put enough money to get him because I need help at running back. I did have Miles Sanders, so obviously if Miles Sanders can't play this week in week two, then at least if I get Hines, it's another guy that I'm able to plug in if I need it. And so my second running back that I think is a good pickup, a worthy pickup, is Malcolm Brown. Um, you know yesterday he had he, he or on Sunday he ended the the week as an RB five. You know, he had 26 PPR fancy points and, you know, he had 18 rushes for 79 yards and two touchdowns and he had another, you know, three receptions for 31 yards. And like I mentioned, you know, on the podcast that uh, I dropped on yes, you know, on on Monday was that, you know, he he looked the best out of the three running backs. You know, he got the most usage, right? He got the m- most snaps. He got the most carries. Now, the problem with this guy, with Malcolm Brown, it's a very tricky waiver wire pickup. We all know that they have Cam Akers just waiting to take over the starting role. Now, obviously, Cam Akers has to, has to prove that taking the starting role is it's worthy because he's still a rookie, still trying to prove himself. And this is why I've been saying all offseason. Like a lot of these rookies are going to have a harder time because they didn't have preseason games. You know, they only really play and do their things in practice. So, I think Cam Akers is a guy that you're going to eventually start because. His talent is a lot better than Malcolm Brown's, but I do think that when it comes to fantasy football, it is a weekly game. You want to get the best players you can for each week. And right now, until further notice, Malcolm Brown seems to be the lead back in Los Angeles. So Malcolm Brown is worthy of you know acclaim. I'm not saying break the bank on your FAB budget. I'll probably use maybe, you know, 10% of your budget to see what happens. Um, It depends on how aggressive your league mates are. There's going to be some guys in some leagues that use their whole entire budget on one player, which, you know, obviously that helps you out later on in the year because each week there's going to be a guy that you want to pick up. And right now, you know, like I said, Malcolm Brown's a little tricky just because of Cam Akers, but it's worthy to pick up if you're going to, you know, obviously you're trying to work, you're trying to win every single week. So I would go ahead and and put a claim in Malcolm Brown now, this is a late, a late addition that I added um, to this week is Benny Snell. So James Conner went down with an ankle injury on Monday night. Mike Thomas said there wasn't a serious injury, but we know the history of James Conner. This is why it's hard to draft a guy like this because he. I love him as a player, um, but he just can't stay healthy. But even Benny Snell, I mean, he came out and had 19 rushes for 113 yards, so that, you know, obviously that only gave you, that only warranted you 11.3 fancy points. But the fact of the matter is that Benny Snell is the guy that's going to take that role, even if James Conner goes down. I understand they have Samuel there. I know they have McFarlane Jr., who's the rookie that they they drafted, but Benny Snell apparently obviously it has that starting or that that backup role locked up so if james connor cannot go it's good to have the insurance to have benny snell not just for your own good but for the guy who does own james connor who needs to have that backup it's a way to snipe an opponent in your league to make their team a lot weak a lot a lot weaker so grab benny snell if you can you know i don't think he's a guy that you're gonna have to add, you know for a lot of money but at least at least have him on your bench just in case james connor uh, has this that this injury that continues to linger on now moving to the wide receivers uh my 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 number one claim for the wide receiver position is paris campbell i know he didn't finish yesterday as one of the top receivers he did finish as the wide receiver 26 but you have to look at the targets he had nine targets he had six receptions for 79 uh, yards but the thing is i mean philip rivers and him seem like they have a rapport and you know he played 95 percent of the snaps were in the slot so i mean He's a guy that Philip Rivers looks to a lot. It, you know, yesterday it looked like they had that, you know, things going. You know, I know they have T.Y. Hilton. I know they drafted Michael Pittman Jr., but you know, Paris Campbell seems to be that guy that that got most of the attention. You know, especially being a slot receiver, if he's a guy who's fast and he's able to, you know, create mismatches you know, he's a guy that you could add. Um, he's a guy, if you need wide receiver help, especially if you're in a deeper league, you know, Paris Campbell seems to be a, a legitimate person. Uh, it's obviously a lot of these guys, you, you know, you can't go based on one week, but, you know, if you don't take that chance on some of these players, then you're, you know, this guy becomes a, a star for the rest of the season and you wish that you could put a claim on him and grab him for cheap. So I don't think Paris, you know, Paris Campbell is going to be a guy that's going to be you know, sought it out, you know, in your leagues because he didn't have like that massive game. But you want to go where the targets are. He had nine targets. I know that will fluctuate during the season, but he's definitely a guy that I would add on your roster. And then this guy here, uh, he had a great game on Monday night, Darius Slayton, you know, who knows? In some leagues, he might've been drafted, but it's always worthy to look, see if these guys are available. You know, he ended the the week as the wide receiver five. I mean, he had nine targets. He has six receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns. You know, he, him and Daniel Jones have this chemistry that goes back from last season that Darius Slayton, I mean, he's a very good receiver. He tends to be the guy that Daniel Jones goes to and trust. But on the flip side of that, you know, obviously they still have Sterling Shepard. They had Evan Ingram. And then obviously, uh, Golden Tate was out this week. So with Golden Tate being out, obviously gave more targets to, you know, to be, you know, distributed outward to, You know, Slayton to 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 Shepherd and even Barkley and all that. So, um, but even when Tate played last year, Darius Slayton was was a guy that Dale Jones went to. So, for me, Darius Slayton, if he's available, I'll pick him up. He's definitely a good add to your roster. And then this one here, this is a tricky guy. Um, my next guy is Robbie Anderson. You know, he had a he had a very good week. One, he ended the the week as the wide receiver six. Um, he caught six balls for 115 yards and a touchdown. Now. A lot of his yards came from a 75 yard touchdown he got in the game on Sunday. So, like, he's a very volatile player because you just don't know how he's going to be week in and week out. He's the one guy that I probably on this whole list probably don't trust because they do have DJ Moore, they do have uh, Curtis Samuel. But Robbie Anderson, though, he's always been a a deep threat. He's a lanky guy who can stretch the field. And, you know, if he's able to get the, the opportunities, he definitely can destroy you you know he you know with that, you know look what happened on sunday he had a 75 yard touchdown just burned everybody so i think that robbie anderson is worthy of a claim um but if there's better options i'll go with those better options but i don't think he's a guy that everyone's gonna be going after unless there's like an injury or the guy's like really your league mates are just desperate for wide receivers but you know robbie anderson is worthy you know to take a look and then my next wide receiver is mike williams you know, Mike Williams could have been a guy that had been drafted in your in your leagues. You know, he's a guy that's a freakish athlete. He's able to get those 50-50 balls. He is just a mismatch. And the, thing, the fact of the matter is he just can't stay healthy. So I think a lot of the a lot of people in your leagues probably dropped him or didn't draft him because of the injury history that he has. But, you know, yesterday he had, he had nine targets. He caught four of them for 69 yards. But, you know, he's a guy that he's the second option. You know, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, you got Hunter Henry. You know, so with that being the case, I mean... Mike Williams is a guy that's going to be that boom bust player every single week. You just on plus matchups, he's a guy that you need, you may have to throw in just for a, just for a, you know, a miracle for the week because you have bye weeks or you have injuries that took place. But Mike Williams is, is a very talented wide receiver. And, you know, it just, it's just, one of those things where you just have to take the chance. So he, you know, he's probably a guy that you don't have to spend a lot of your fab budget on just to add to your the bench to kind of see what happens with them. And this guy you know this is a uh, a guy that has been getting a lot of recognition just based on the Tampa Bay Bucks and that's Scotty Miller. Now, he's my last wide receiver I would add on on this list. You know he he had you know five receptions on six targets for 73 yards, you know, against the Saints yesterday. You know he he was second in targets and I think that the reason why I like Scotty Miller, Miller is because Tom Brady always picks a guy that he likes the most and yes they do have Evans they do have Godwin they have OJ Howard they have Gronk but Scotty Miller is that 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 small um fast wide receiver that can't can just be that his next Wes Welker or his next Elderman like this is this is his type of wide receiver so I think Scotty Miller is definitely worthy of a of a pickup you probably don't have to put any money down on him in the sense of like your fab budget you can probably get him for free may, maybe a dollar if you have to but like You know, if you're definitely this, now this is only for Scotty Miller's basically a asset in PPR format. So don't think that he needs to be a must add in standard leagues because he won't be um, a guy that's going to get you a lot of points in a standard league, but in a PPR league, he's definitely a guy worthy of, of looking at. Now with my tight ends, right? I have two tight ends on my list and the first guy is probably not going to be available, but it's a guy that you want to at least look and see if he's available. And that's Dallas Goddard, you know, you know, yesterday he had a monster game. He had eight receptions off of nine targets and 101 yards and a touchdown. You know, even though they lost to the Washington football team, I mean, he continues to emerge as the tight end that Carson Wentz goes to. I mean, I know Zach Ertz is there. I like Zach Ertz. I own him in my dynasty league, but Dallas Dallas Garter continues to be a guy that continues to become and look like he's becoming a star. And I know like this offense is, is, is very slim on what they have for options, right? So like, you know, Rager, Jalen Rager came back, you know, on Sunday. He he didn't really do much. He had one really good reception, but, you know, Deshaun Jackson wasn't really there. And then you look like that, that Wentz was going to the tight end. So, you know, Dallas Goddard, Goddard is going to be a guy that you want to, you know, want to look at, see if he's available. If he is, snap him because he's a guy that I think will be a steady tight end for you going forward throughout the season. And then my last guy is OJ Howard. I know this is a name that people throw up about because he just did not do anything for you last year. He was supposed to be one of those tight ends that emerged last year and he just didn't do anything for you. Um, but he did have four receptions on six targets and he had 36 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, is super talented. He's he's a guy that can, can beat you one-on-one. He can create mismatches. He's just a freak athlete. But... There's so many weapons on the Tampa Bay Bucs that it's hard to trust a tight end in a, in a system like Bruce Arians' that doesn't use tight ends, right? I was expecting Gronk to be used a hell of a lot yesterday or on Sunday, and he was not. And that was, was frustrating. But the fact of the matter is, O.J. Howard did emerge as getting the touchdown. But he's a guy that, like I said, if you're in deeper leagues and you need a tight end, he may be a guy that you look at, but he's probably gonna be available even if you don't put a claim in, he'd probably be still a guy that just is there on your free agent, you know, waiver wire just because he's not a guy that everyone's kind of has that bad bad taste in their mouth from what he did to you guys last year. But it's worthy really just to check to see if O. J. Howard's available just to see if this was a you know, a thing that's gonna be steady throughout the season, or if there's just a one week fluke that happened to be that's that's the person that Tom Brady went on that particular play. But um, so those those are my waiver wire pickups for week two. So let's go through them. You know, at quarterback, I got Gardner Minshew. Um, at running back, I had Naheem Hines, Malcolm Brown, Benny Snell. At wide receiver, I have Paris uh, Paris Campbell, Darius Slayton. I have Mike Williams, Scotty Miller, and then at tight end, I have Dallas Goddard. You know, and OJ Howard. So those are my 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 top claims for a week for week two. Um, so and and another note too, when it comes to waiver wires. Always look and don't forget to check for players that get dropped because these are the first few weeks are going to be crucial because everybody wants the hot, the the hot, you know, new free agent that emerges on the week one waiver wire, right? So when people, you know, look at like Naeem Himes or Malcolm Brown or, you know, Robbie Anderson or any of these players that are, that had a, a great week one, they tend to drop players that they drafted that are overall better players but everyone gets that that shiny new toy type of mentality so like for for instance like a couple years ago my dynasty league someone dropped zach Ertz after like week one because he had a bad week one i picked him up i've had him for like three years he's been great for me and then like last year someone dropped joe mixon in my main league and i picked him up and he helped me get to a championship so like there's gonna be people who get sick and tired of certain players and even after week one, they maybe they thought their hunch was wrong on a certain player to get dropped. But once the waiver wires go through on Wednesday, because that's usually when the day that all the claims go through, always check who got dropped because you're gonna get those players for free, and you're going to be able to just add more depth to your roster. So always be smart about who gets dropped as well. Okay. So uh, with that being said, you know that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You know, honestly, please like, comment, and share this with, with people that you know. Um, on the next episode, I'll be discussing my weekly matchup. So that that episode will be dropped on Thursday of this week. So don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss that episode. Now, if you'd like to find us on, on Facebook and Twitter, you can find us at the Great Iron Pod. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Great Iron Fantasy Football. So that's it for today. Have a great day, and we'll see you all in the next episode. Take care.